Welcome to Dead Man's Party. Nostalgic reviews from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. With your hosts, Chris, Alex, and Christian. Who could ask for more? Don't run away. It's only them. Welcome to another exciting episode of Dead Man's Party. We are reviewing Rocky 3, 1982, written and directed by Sylvester Stallone. Starring Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, Burt Young, Carl Weathers, Burgess Meredith, Tony Burton, Mr. T, and Hulk Hogan. And I'm here with Chris. What's up, Chris? Hey, yo, how you guys doing? Also known as Blubber Lang. <laughs> You dude, I have a feeling you've been waiting a month to say that one. Look in the mirror, bitch. (laughs) Oh my god. And that was everyone's favorite sterno bomb Christian from Exploding Heads. What's up, man? Hey guys, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Oh my god. Yeah, we're we're still continuing the Rocky journey. Almost right in the middle of it here. At Rocky 3, 1982. So obviously things are different now. It's the 80s. It's the real 80s. Uh, And 80s came quick, didn't it? 1982. Jesus, we're already doing the Hulk Hogan thing. We're doing the Mr. T thing. We're doing punches that sound like bombs when they hit you. We're doing high energy, high octane, high testosterone. Everyone's getting bigger and badder, more dangerous. It's uh, the, the music's changing a little bit here and there. Um, this is definitely not the movies that we just got done watching. It may be jarring for some people, but you, we got to remember, guys, the world is changing around us. When people go to see a Rocky movie in 1982, they would probably be weirded out if they saw the same movie they saw in 1976 or 9 or whatever that other one was. Because you remember, they're watching movies throughout these years since Rocky II. And those movies are probably more attuned to what Rocky III is. So what else would they do, right? He has the audience's eye. I think like, he just knew the sign of the times. He had, a, again, one up the ante. We've already done the two So each movie gets a little bit less. I'm not going to say a little less because two had probably just as much drama as one. But this one t- trims it down. And then we get to part four, which is like on that pedestal of Americana film. <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about that one there. This is that lead up. And it's just as it's kind of like that gateway. It's got enough drama. But it, it's like everything you just said. We've got fireworks at the beginning. We've got the, it's a, the belt when the Rocky title comes across. We've got a montage sequence, which becomes uh, a big, big staple of the 80s and of the series. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got arcade pinball machines. That's what I was going to say. This movie from the opening seconds tells you you're in for a completely different ride. With the, with the fireworks where it says Rocky... Eye of the Tiger, and the movie opens with a montage. I mean, no other movies did that. The movie proper opens with a montage of what all has been going on since Rocky. His 10 title defenses. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Against those sterno bums. You got the Time Magazine uh, coming up. Like it really brings you up to speed, but it it brings you up to speed 80s style. Like, oh, dude. And we're not saying this negatively, right? No. I think we're all in no, love with it's that just, kind of thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's staggering watching two and then this one immediately because even though they only came out three years apart, it seems like it was like 15 years later as far as like the filmmaking style, the colors, just the explosiveness, the bombastic, all that stuff. Stallone's gotten hotter. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> like, all, jo- all joking aside, like, 
he, he's better looking in this movie. Yeah. He's, he, and he's uh, he's huge. Like, he's lean and he gets even more of it like, for four. He's like, not bigger. He's just more shredded. Like, he lost a yeah. ton of body fat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, in part two, he just looks like, like you know, like you'd see him and be like, oh, that, that guy's in really good shape. But then you see him in part three and it's like, this but, guy is shredded. It's a different world of shape. But he seems, it does seem, I mentioned this in one of the other episodes, it's just that his his Rocky here, it, this is a three and four Rocky. This is like yeah. Ash in part, like compared in part oh, two and three right. versus yeah. one or whatever. Like it, 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 in Evil Dead world. Ab- this absolutely. Is a different, not a slow. It's almost like a different character, but not quite. I think where they're trying to get, but we, we can't say this is wrong or bad because obviously it was even stated where they were going with this is that he got civilized. Right. And we already saw he learned to fucking read. He's he's now living a normal life, not a fucking dirtbag in this skeezy apartment. He actually has a wife and a child now he's had since part two. He he's reading, he's fighting more. I mean maybe he should be getting dumber, right? <laughs> and he's rich. So I guess money isn't bad. <laughs> he's way more sophisticated. He's driving these nice cars. He's driving this weird car around his house with his kid. Uh you know, it's it's a very different. I don't know. I think I guess you do change. How many years? You said eighty-two to three years. Yeah, I I could kind of see someone change that much in three years. I guess you know. Um, he's been going. He's literally getting plastic surgery. He they said you fix your face up nice. Right. We have to think of it as not a Hollywood thing. We're supposed to think his character wanted to fix his face up since he kept getting punched in his face a thousand times a night but they had to address it in the movie though because he looks so different he's like how do we address? Ah, just say it's because all the fights and he just fixed your face up from that oh, okay it put some sense into him or something I, I, but there's a difference here but at least the framework of the film is consistent like in the sense of what i mean by like with the opening title with the rocky coming across and the other thing that they do that we didn't mention in the other two is even after the title comes across which we already gotten the title of the movie they still at the opening credits always put it in one of the, the bottom frame or at the top frame they'll say rocky or rocky two or rocky three right before the credits start going again and mm-hmm. i've always loved that i don't know why they but they, they've kept it consistent with again i'm I'm very familiar with the first four ones, for, first four films, and I know they do it for all four of those. I can't remember if they can continue that no, for five they, or not. They do with all of them, all of them. Okay, it yes. is, all right. Yeah, so this one, you know, it ends in that second fight, and it begins with just what? After the montage, basically Paulie's reaction to all of this. And yeah. we got to remember, now Paulie is, he's getting um, more development i guess but not really it almost kind of ends in the beginning of the movie right because like first it's like this whole like his his buddy's doing good he sees him he sees watching in the audience of the fights he's doing that he's just taking swigs and just looking around doesn't look too thrilled about anything we find out that we don't even know where he's living i guess he's living where rocky moved back into in part five i guess is what we're to believe because he even says to rocky aren't you glad i kept this place um, when I moved in with you, I guess, right? That he lives with them in part four, I guess, right? So he's mad that Paul, that he took Mickey to live with him. He didn't, he didn't take his best friend ever, Paulie, who's been with him since he was a nothing dirtbag, but Mickey only wanted to talk to Rocky when he was a contender. Like, so in ways, he's right. Why is he living with you and I'm not? You know what I mean? Yeah, then all of a sudden he gets this amazing moment of, of Paulie throwing this flask or whatever, or a real bottle at this pinball machine is that does that really exist the rocky three pinball game i believe it does i don't know if it did or if it does because of this movie right like i wonder i, I can't i i i kind of speak it out of my ass well I feel like if, i've seen it somewhere if it didn't exist back then i guarantee you it exists now because someone would have recreated that to sell it for for a profit you would think but that artwork is so amazing in eighties and cool. And then so you get to this whole scene where he gets him out of jail. Then Paulie's back on the he's on the right page after that. It's like his arc is is the weirdest thing, right? You never saw a character kind of have a, a, his own little mini storyline. Then it's over, and now he's back on board. And we're gonna continue with the movie. You're, are you good? I love you. Let's go. Let's shake. You know, hug it out, and we're done. So then you get to this whole thing where now Clubber Lang is this new guy, and he's and 
Mickey has been having Rocky duck him this entire time and just fighting hand-picked guys. What do you think of that storyline? It's almost like the perfect storyline, right? I forgot about that. Like, if I had to really think about it when I watched this as a kid, I was lost there. I never really absorbed that. It was probably when it was when I got later on, I'm like, oh, they were like hand-picked and whatever. No, no different really than it sounded like um, Apollo Creed was doing at one point too. It's something that happens in the boxing world. I kind of liked that aspect. Like he hadn't really been, he got kind of became kind of what, uh, what uh, Apollo Creed was like, you know, Clubber Lang is, is really a, a mean fighting machine. Kind of the start of the caricature, bad guy, right? Still slightly grounded, but caricature because of the Mohawk, the look of Mr. T and everything else like that. That's why I mean, you can really see from two to three to four, this build of how we get to where we go, because it, it, it's all here. Uh, with, with and it all Thunderlip. makes sense. It's organic. By the way, I love how Chris has like my favorite movie on earth on the floor over there. Like while we're talking about his favorite movies ever, uh, Point Break behind you. <laughs> oh yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you do that on purpose? Did you ever hear that's my favorite movie? Is ever? that really your favorite movie? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's my number one. That movie, I, I love only, that remake. Do you, <laughs> the remake. Do you know why I have it on the floor? Because you got the 4K. I bought the 4K, yes. and I have that one set to the side to sell on eBay for like $3, probably. Wow, that's so funny you say that. Here are mine. Oh, nice. Guess what's in there? Point Break. Oh, yeah! <laughs> These are all the ones I have 4Ks of now that I'm trying to sell. Um we got all this, all this um, great avenues of like where you go in these sequels and in these movies they're so organic and they make sense and Rocky needs protection because of his bad eye which we never talk about again right somehow he couldn't fight Apollo because his eyes messed up then he insults him now you can and not only can you do that you could fight 10 more guys and then, you know it's like this is where nostalgia and just the icon overtake like you just have to roll with it or you'll hate it you can pick this apart and say how could you love this movie because of this 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 and this and we would shit on this in other movies yet we somehow forgive it in this series i do but it, you're you're absolutely right right makes no sense but it's it's so amazing it's worth forgiving it's some movies don't warrant a forgiveness this does that summed up perfectly. You're right. And 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 how good yeah. is Mr. T in this role? Like going into this movie, he was a nobody. No one knew who the yeah. fuck Mr. T was. And I'm not even talking about the boxing scenes, the way he delivers his dialogue and everything. Oh, everything. He's everything. incredible, dude. Right. He's like paper champion. Like oh, think about it. like he gets how many moments in this movie? Like my favorite scene is when they're doing the statue dedication. And he comes out of the crowd. Get out what you can. Don't give the sucker no statue. <laughs> give guts. Give guts. <laughs> hey woman. Hey woman. Yeah. Shut up, old well, man. I'm going no way out. I bet you dream about it every night being with a real man. I tell you what. Bring your pretty little white ass to my apartment tonight. I'll show you. A real man. <laughs> you know you got a big mouth. You know. Why don't you come down and close it, Balboa? Come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> God, I love that. Chris scene. is just going to reenact the whole movie for us. No, I'm serious. Okay, okay not... time's up, guys. 30 minutes. Sorry. Yeah. Clubber, Clubber Lang is by far my favorite quote unquote villain in this entire franchise, bar none. Yeah, I guess I like him better than Drago. They give him a little bit more personality than Drago. Right. But there's something about Rock. Drago's like Thor. a machine. Like when we talk about Rocky Four, I'm gonna be you'd be like so. No, I know, I know, dude. Wacky. I know, I know what you're yeah. gonna say, and I get it. Yeah. I get all the arguments for Rocky Four. I totally do. But Clubber Lang, Club, Club, that Clubber Lang is basically like Mike Tyson before Mike Tyson came to be. Just the ultimate badass. I will get in the ring and beat the living shit out of you, and there's nothing you're gonna do about it. Oh, his big, his hooks. Those hooks he just keeps he doing. <laughs> That's all he does, actually. In either fight, he doesn't throw a single jab. Everything is from the <laughs> shoulder. Hook. Hook. It's as hard as he can throw, dude. Hooks. He wants to hit you with houses every single time he punches you. Do you know how badly that would tire you out after like 90 seconds throwing everything you have into a single punch? That just, that shit doesn't happen. 
Are you right? Does he never do a jab? I don't know if he does. Clubber, Clubber Lang does not throw one single jab in either of the Rocky fights. It's everything is a powerhouse round hook. <laughs> We have to talk Thunderlips still, too, though. Oh, yeah. I, don't want to take yeah, anything, yeah. But, I thought about that. Too. Like, yeah. that seed is so weird. Like, who thought? I mean, obviously, Stallone thought of it. Let's merge wrestling with boxing. Maybe because yeah. wrestling was so huge at the time. I Like, why is this scene in the movie? I love it. But why is it in the movie? I know it's an exhibition. No, it was not. WrestleMania was until three years later. Exactly. Mr. T was in the first WrestleMania with Hulk Hogan. And he boxed. Oh, no, he didn't box. He no, boxed no, he in the boxed second, second one. Second, second. <laughs> he no, he does. He does. He boxed in the second one. Have you wow. seen that, Christian, when Mr. T boxes Rowdy Roddy Piper? It's, it's hilarious. No. It's, it's so bad. Yeah. Even, even, even as a 10-year-old back then, I remember thinking, this looks terrible. <laughs> at the end of it, Piper just picks up the stool and throws it at him, and he really hits him. And he starts beating Mr. T with that belt, just like whipping him over the back and shit. Dude, I haven't seen that in 35 years, but I still remember it like it was yesterday. Because Piper actually hates Mr. T. This scene is the start of the bombastic. I just don't understand when people say, oh, I love this one, but I hate four. Because it's all here as well. It's the same look, the same craziness. And this scene is a, like kind of a fish out of water. I love it still. But it's a fish out of water sequence. But what I love about it is how mean Thunderlips is. It just wants to win. But then how nice he is at the end where he's like, hey, it's all for charity. He's <laughs> like, yeah, sure. We'll take a picture. Dude, that scene, that draws me in so much. When it gets chaotic, I think it's like after – there's a couple suplexes. Yeah, there's a few <laughs> suplexes. It's, af- it's after he throws Rocky out after of the he ring. Throws him out, yeah, af- after that. It becomes chaos. There's chairs breaking. There's this, that. There's a, it just seems like the whole world's coming to an end during the same. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, this is the greatest thing I ever saw in my life. And we all love Hulk Hogan, right, if you're a kid in the Yeah, 80s, but that's right? what's funny. But when this movie came out, Hulk Hogan no, was, was not Hulk Hogan. Right. He was still – Thunderlips. He was still on that <laughs> secondary wrestling yeah. shirt until, like, the first WrestleMania – all I knew him was the guy from Rocky Three. I didn't know him as a wrestler. I can't even imagine thinking him like that. But they yeah. also established Mickey. There's something unhealthy with Mickey. It's this hard. is where yeah. it starts. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, they, they wedged. No, I'm not saying they wedged it in the scene. But so as this is going on and we're kind of getting our first action set piece, other than the montage fights that we've seen up to this point, we find out that Mickey is also some – he's got some ailment right. that, right. of course, will play in because this is when the movie started focusing on we need the, the dramatic and it seemed like a death was the only like, – we're going to the ultimate drama Someone has every, to die, yeah. every movie. <laughs> right, and how weird they picked him first, which I guess makes sense. You already showed that you had 12 fights with him. That's a lot. That whole thing, Mr. T, Hulk Hogan, I mean, what more? You couldn't make this more 80s unless you had Cindy Lauper singing before they started fighting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. true. <laughs> so it's like... True, I think she was in the arcade. <laughs> in the arcade. <laughs> now, Rocky is going to train to fight Clubber. He finally gets his shot. He goes, fine, kid, if you want to do this, we'll, we'll do this last fight. Why are you doing this? I said, why are you doing this? Because you can't win, Rock! This guy will kill you enough inside of three rounds! You're crazy. Yeah, what else is new? He's just another fighter. No, he ain't just another fighter. This guy is a wrecking machine, and he's hungry. Hell, you ain't been hungry since you won that belt. What are you talking about? I've had 10 title defenses. That was easy! What do you mean easy? They was handpicked! Shut-ups. No, they weren't setups. They was good <laughs> fighters, but they wasn't killers like this guy. He'll knock you to tomorrow, Rock. <laughs> you think he does wow. this in the mirror? That was phenomenal. I think you do this in the mirror. He has all all the inflections all correct and everything. You exactly. are psychotic. He's, he's hit, he lives at the zoo. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mr. Tiger, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> 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 Holy shit, awesome. dude, you live in the zoo. Oh. Awesome. I, but this is it. Like, he is retiring. Like, he announces his retirement. So he is thinking of ending it. So I guess we are coming to the end. But because it's a Rocky movie, Clubber Lane crashes that party. Oh, and God. that's where all I love shit that hits scene. the fan. Jesus Christ, dude. 
when Clubber comes out of the crowd. How brazen is he to, to show up there at this guy's oh my ceremony God. and just start yelling at him? <laughs> Why'd you get the hell out of here? Shut up, old man. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> well, yeah. Because Mickey's protecting him at that point. Well, and then we find out Mickey, everything. Mickey knows we find out the whole montage yeah. he went through there. Yeah, yeah. Mickey knows Clubber will kick the shit out of Rocky. Yeah, no, he knows it. He, uh, you even watch Mickey go to his fights and watch. Oh him. yeah, yeah. That's why he sees what Clubber's doing to these guys, and he's like, "Oh God, Rocky can't beat this guy." Yeah, <laughs> and the, the whole training bit where it's all televised. It's again, it, it, they they went up this with the living in America moment in part four, where it, it, he's not really taking it for serious. There's old people running around with big Rocky things to punch, and there's the the big mural on the wall, and and he's just like taking like publicity stunt uh, shots yep. uh, while while he should really be training. And, and Clubber's like in going, fucking closets doing pull-ups yeah. with those fucking... With the ropes. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my God. And Mickey's like, can we just get out of here and get to my gym? And he's like, right. come on, And he goes, Mick. oh, come on, Mick, let's go out with some style. What do you guys think of um, those guys playing the Rocky music? Do you feel that that <laughs> takes away... Yeah, the band's literally like they playing... Broke the fourth wall, almost. Yeah, you're not supposed <laughs> to know that music exists. Yeah. You know what? I, it's weird. I've never thought about that before. <laughs> that is bizarre. And he goes, change your tune, will you? Like, that was supposed to be us talking. It's another joke. Yeah, it's yeah. a joke, which, again, leads to more and more comedy as the movies kind of went on. But again, a sign of the 80s, a sign of script writing, too. And when you you inject a little comedy. But again, it's not it's not over the top. Literally, it's not over the top. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a different movie. Stallone did. Um, That is over the top. We're not going to go there. That movie's fucking unreal. Over the top is incredible. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) It's almost going to be tough to really even review this movie because what we got to talk about like Apollo coming in and wanting to train Rocky and bringing him to the to L.A. or whatever and all the gyms all the black guys and it's all like hardcore and it's like this is real training it's not like this crap number one it's not the crap you just did and it's not the crap you even did with Mickey when you were taking it seriously this is a whole other level of training like this is where the real guys train not some lucky bum who got this one shot to fight a champion and just knows this guy who owns a gym like this is like real training here and he even says Mickey never had me do this stuff there's a lot to this movie that's why this is a lot of people's favorite because I think of that, like, how do you bring Carl Weathers back when he's gone and he's done? Well, now that you've added, so the Mickey death might seem a little overdramatic, but at this point, it, 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 this was new to the series. But when we get to when we get to Apollo and four, it feels like a rinse and repeat a little bit. But so he he dies, but the cause and effect of it is that Apollo comes back to train him, which is fantastic, which is phenomenal for the fans. And then uh, and then Paulie, like we get like they don't deep dive into the racism <laughs> they give you enough to know that he's not happy about what's going on shut up you sterile bums I squash you I can't train he can't train his jungle junk music. music maybe it is full out racism oh it's full of racism he's like can he swim he goes with a name like rock <laughs> and he goes he's not a colored fighter yeah, you can't train him like a colored fighter. He's got no rhythm. Colored fighter? This was 82, dude. Was that still acceptable? You can't call them colored people. They're not colored. <laughs> In retrospect, hearing it all play back now, yeah, just outright racism. But yeah, again, dude. his character, not right or wrong. It's just his character. It's just his character. People oh, that yeah. exist. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a person that exists yeah, right. and that's fine that's what they are and I'm just observing it I'm not saying yeah man let's start calling them colored people like yeah. we're not doing that but it doesn't mean we can't love him and think it's hilarious still or it's sort of tongue in cheek kind of funny like it's just a straight it's, it's a character observation that's all Paulie is a strange bird <laughs> you know what I mean period now, I, I know I'm jumping back because you're right we, we, we gotta get pushed oh, forward go ahead. Go ahead. Apollo Creed is at the fight so they at least acknowledge the fact that he's there at the fight. It's not like he just comes back out, out of the blue to help him. He's there. He watches it happen. He actually gets insulted by Clumber Lang, which gives him a little skin in the game. Like, he's oh, like, I, yeah. don't I don't know has been messing in my corner. Do you think they, they, like, obviously Mickey gets pushed by him, which 
pushes him over. That, I don't. I, obviously, he was suffering from something other, but that, that's probably what ends up killing him. So, do you think that they're doing that also? Obviously, it leads to Mickey's death, but to distract Rocky, so that he's—we know he hasn't been training well, but he's, now he's also distracted because Mickey's wounded and not well and not by him by his oh, side. So he's not fighting him one hundred percent. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. he even says, "Where's Mickey?" or something. I want Mickey back after the first corner. He's—it's almost like he's dis- disoriented. And he goes, "Where's Mick?" As yeah, if he's just like doesn't yeah. even know what the fuck's going on. But and honestly, let's be real: Rocky wouldn't have won that fight anyway. Even if Mickey was in 100% health. Because Rocky but, comes out like a fucking hellcat and is throwing everything he has from the opening punch. And it doesn't even phase him. Lang Which is, is not Rocky. Nowhere. Exactly. Which is not exactly. Rocky. He's always it, held back Clubber in the punching bag. Nowhere. And as soon as Clubber's trainer says, get off, get off. And he just starts murdering Rocky. But and let's talk about this fight was fucking amazing. I mean, I listen, I love... These under not underdog stories, but these these um this down and out to the pits and then rise above again. This this second chance. This uh this whole exactly what this movie is. I actually lived this movie in my real life for my career. You were a boxer. Yeah, I got, I, I was knocked out forty seven times, and I said, you know what, <laughs> I'm gonna go for a forty eighth fight, and I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go the distance. No, um. My point to it is that I loved seeing Rocky get annihilated. I loved what Clubber did to him. I just fucking threw him back in that corner and wham. And then at one point, Clubber's just looking at him and he and Rocky's just standing there and he's like, This this bum ain't even trying, man. He just went Wham. That's what I was getting ready to say. In in real world boxing, that fight would have been stopped so much sooner because Rocky Rocky was defenseless. He was standing in the yeah. corner with his arms at his sides, just looking, and Creed just or Creed, Clubber just measured his shot, waited like four seconds, and then just just blasted the shit. That that doesn't happen in real life boxing. <laughs> well, it's a combination of movie magic again no, I, I, that I, moment. And make, don't get yeah. me wrong, it makes yeah. for fantastic movies, but as far as like yeah. realism, that's so far off the Mark. No, wouldn't happen. It's oh, no. It, although the, not the same, the exact same. It's kind of like he said, "What can I do to one up part one and two? And it's like, let's combine the movies. <laughs> yeah. it, it, like it, what I mean by that is like because we've get this big fight scene in the middle of the movie, um, and it, it doesn't end the same way because now you've got a real bad guy. At least Apollo was likable uh, in a sense, in, in in all of his like like craziness and his all his conceit and whatever. He was still likable. Clubber Lang is a villain. He's a villain, a villain. Yes. but it's right. like he he's done. He has to train again and he has to come back and fight and win. So it's like, like they come and not only that, the first two movies were two hours long each. And now we're down to a, a nice hour, 95 40. minutes or something. Yeah. I was going to say, this is really short. This is a really short movie. A lot was crammed into it. Yes. So remember there's dramatic sequences in this, but it's not, what we've just seen. So this is where it, it, this is why a lot of people love it and why you could now start putting this one into the action category as opposed to the drama category. Plus, uh, plus as, think about it compared to part two. It's like stop and go, right? This one's just like pedal to the metal. This movie has the yeah. Thunderlips match and then two fights with Clubber Lang. So it's like, yeah. there's, con- and then a training montage. There's just, there's so much oh, action. The opening. The recap and, 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 and the opening, opening montage, montage. Exactly. Four fights. Uh, yeah, it's pretty remarkable that way. There's just so much, so much to love, and it's all done right. The choreograph of everything is amazing and perfect, and even Clover, uh, 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 like everything about it, all those little yeah. nuances make this movie what it is and amazing. And uh, and even the way Rocky's arc of even though you would think he'd be enthusiastic about the revenge, he's still not into it. And he still is just, he's just not. And then he says it. And then we get the most amazing, I know Chris doesn't agree, <laughs> speech from Adrian. Those fights were right. They weren't Adrian. I never fought anybody who was all in the prime. I was always some angle to hold on to the title of armor than I should have had it. I mean, do you understand what I'm saying here? I understand, but you've got to understand that he loved you and that was his job, protecting you. Look, I protect and don't help nothing. 
It only makes things worse. You, you wake up after a few years thinking you're a winner, but you're not. You're really a loser. And so we wouldn't have had the title as long. So what? At least it would have been real, Adrian. It was real. Nothing is real if you don't believe in who you are. I don't believe in myself no more. Don't you understand? What if I don't believe? That's it. He's finished. It's over. That's it. That's not it. That is it. Why don't you tell me the truth? What are you putting me through, Adrian? You want to know the truth? The truth is I don't want to lose what I got. In the beginning, I didn't care about what happened to me. I go in a ring. I get busted up. I didn't care. But now there's you. There's a kid. I don't want to lose what I got. What do we have that can't be replaced? What? A house. We got cars. We got money. We got everything but the truth. What's that truth, damn it? I'm afraid, all right? You want to hear me say it? You want to break me down? All right, I'm afraid. For the first time in my life, I'm afraid. I'm afraid, too. There's nothing wrong with being afraid. There is. For me, there is. Why, you're human, aren't you? Look, I don't know what I am. All I know is I'm a liar. And because of that, Mickey ain't here no more. You didn't push him into anything. He was a grown man, and he did what he had to do. And you have no right to feel guilty for what happened. You don't. You were a champion. And you did what you were expected to do. And you did what I and everybody else thought you should do. And you want to tell me that those fights weren't real? That you were carried? Well, I don't believe it. It doesn't matter what I believe, because you're the one that's got to carry that fear around inside you. Afraid that everybody's going to take things away. Afraid you're going to be remembered as a coward. That you're not a man anymore. Well, none of it's true. But it doesn't matter if I tell you. It doesn't matter because you're the one that's got to settle it. Get rid of it. Because when all the smoke is cleared and everyone's through chanting your name, it's just going to be us. And you can't live like this. We can't live like this. Because it's going to bother you for the rest of your life. Look what it's doing to you now. Paula thinks you can do it. So do I. But you, you got to want to do it for the right reasons. Not for the guilt over Mickey. Not for the people. Not for the title, not for money or me, but for you. Just you, just you alone. And if I lose? And you lose. At least you lose with no excuses. No fear. And I know you can live with that. So the seed is powerful. The problem yeah. with it is, is something they do, something with the editing here that I always thought was a little weird. Well, first off, the outfits that Apollo Creed and Stallone and Rocky wear are fucking ridiculous. Like, they're ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. They're like cut off shirts, shorts. They look like they just came out of Woody's or the Blue Oyster Club or whatever from <laughs> Police Academy. Like, they, they look... It's like they look like they should be playing softball uh, in sleepaway camp. They they should not be wearing these outfits. They run and Rocky gives up running. Like, you're right. His heart is not in it. He's thinking back to the fight, Mick, and everything. He's disillusioned. Uh, You know, Paul's like, it's over. And so Adrian does have to come. This is is where the power comes from. It's her speech that gives him the the push to, to go forward. And so I, I hear you, and I agree with with, with what you're there. I don't know if it brings me to tears, but I like it. But they do some weird things where she's going, come on, come on, in the slow motion, and it looks weird. It does. <laughs> and I haven't, I, I haven't Rocky's thought, like, running, and his lips yeah. like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that bottom lip is I'm being nitpicky here, because I, it's like, they give her that moment. They're on the beach still. She talks to him, and says, you know, like, so I, I hear you. It's an important scene because without it, we can't push forward. Like it, 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 we are over. Like Paul oh no, yeah, yeah. Up. it's sure. over. Yeah. It's done. Yeah, and I get it. Listen, his response isn't all that amazing. Like I don't want to lose what I got. There's you. There's the kid. I don't want to like. Why would you lose her or the kid? Are you saying that that Clubber will kill you and you'll lose your life? Because that's. How else would the kid, is he gonna, is, is the award that he takes, he gets Adrian into his apartment and then she brings the kid and then they leave you? Like, what do you mean, the, you and the kid, I don't want to lose what I got? She's like, what do we got? We got money! 
Daddy! We're gonna... Oh my god, we don't have the truth! What's the truth, Dan? What's so the like, truth, damn it! So she turns it around, it's almost like... She's like, no, 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 that's not what you're gonna lose. And the money and all this stuff, we have all that and whatever, but we don't have the truth. So then it's like, oh, it's not that he's afraid to lose what he got, it's that he's just afraid. He's afraid of Clever Lang. Right? I mean, is that where we're going? Like, is that what the point of that? Yeah, so, that is. I think for him to realize it. Yeah. So he just doesn't want to fight him again. It's that, right? That's the whole thing. It's just that, oh, I, I, that really hurt last time. I think, I don't want to do this again. That's what that, that's why he says, I'm afraid, all right? For the first time in my life, I'm afraid. Apollo talked him into something he's really not that into. Right. Is it the, right? Is the whole point of this? So yeah, he says it, but I do like how Apollo makes him a little bit more flexible, like the dancing with the feet and, and all that. They work that in. Now, there's a little too much close-ups of the running the thighs uh, in, in slow motion, running like, <laughs> I don't know what Stallone was like. He was really, I guess he was just really into the muscle. He was, he was really wanting really to show really, how jacked they were. Yeah. And so, like, you get a lot of close-ups. And, like, Carrie, even, like, my wife was like, are we looking at balls, like, bouncing around and, like, in slow motion here? I'm like, yeah, probably. That's why those shorts were so high. Yeah, like, they're they're wearing NBA shorts circa, like, 1960, yeah. before they were all down to the, the, the knees. Oh, man. As far as scenes in this movie that, like, gets me choked up, there's only one, and that's when Mickey died. Oh, my God. Oh, that cry he lets out, that... Even even though it sound you know he sounds like a, I'm not going to say it. He sounds like the R word. <laughs> when he, the but zoo. Ser- but, bring you to the zoo. But, <laughs> exactly. But seriously though, like he is so overcome with emotion in that scene, like he doesn't know what to say. Adrian starts crying. It's horrible, man. I remember when I was a kid. Like there were times. Once I had that movie on tape as like a nine and a ten year old, I would fast forward through that scene because it made me so sad. Yeah. You know what your really weird story real quick? So my when I first get to know my wife's sister and her husband, uh, yeah, they were husband at the time. This was like 10, 13 years ago. We invite them over the house. It turns out she's a huge Rocky fan. Like that's her favorite thing ever. So somehow we say, well, we want to watch Rocky 3 tonight. So do you want to come over? You know, we're trying to like become like the whole thing now that I'm in the relationship. So they come over. We watch Rocky 3. That scene comes on. And now you're with people, right? So it's different. So the scene comes on and I'm really into it. I'm feeling the total weight of it. My fucking wife starts laughing. (laughs) And I just go... What are you laughing at? <laughs> and she, and then she, and then her sister goes, "Why are you laughing?" <laughs> then she goes, "Oh, I was just because of Paulie's reaction." And I was like, "What was funny about that?" <laughs> like you just standing by the doorway. What's funny? So clearly she felt like horrible about what she said, and she's trying to backpedal. Well, that's it. And my, and my wife has been there as well. Like she likes, like I said, she likes the Rocky movies, but there are some moments that have weight for certain ones that I could see. Like, you said that if that noise, that noise could probably elicit laughs from a lot of people. If you're not as invested as we are. Right? Yeah. And how did I not know Mickey was Jewish? I, I <laughs> never, until, like, like, I'm like, I thought he was Irish. But then, like, Mickey. Gold belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Because he was from the Batman TV show. He was Penguin. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know that. And he was also in, uh, Clash of the Titans too. That's like another huge favorite of mine. Oh, I remember Clash of the Titans. Yeah, that one. That I saw that. In the theater. He's he's great but in that movie. Crazy. Oh yeah, he was awesome in that. Uh, so yeah, this in this movie, Rocky has like a dorky kid that I'm so glad that they got rid of by the time uh, Part Four came around. That's the one thing. These timelines with these kids are out of this world. Like the kids age years every single time this movie goes by, but. Every movie continues right after the last one, uh, except for this one with the montage of fights, but whatever. So it goes from a little baby to a dorky kid, and then in the next one, he's something else, and the next one, he's like 15. I don't know. It's weird. But uh, to, to talk about one thing with, with Mickey really quick, after he dies, one of my favorite moments ever in a Rocky movie is the sad scene when... They, they just, like, put Mickey to rest. 
and Rocky is on his motorcycle and he's sitting on the the bridge and they start playing this sad music which is like called Mickey on the soundtrack right sometimes I just want to hear sad things I don't know it's weird it's like I a comfort in being sad or something and I'll just put this music on and it just puts me in like another place and it makes me like reflect on my life the music I'm playing right now in the background like that's the music I play when I'm really down and out and sad not to bring the show I know this is dead man's party we're supposed to be having a good time here but I'm just dropping this personal note in that like you know that there's actually an upload on YouTube for this scene called uh, Rocky Motorcycle Scene and it's this whole sad thing but yeah that whole moment to me that just speaks volumes sometimes when I'm just in that state of mind like that scene always just really got to me yeah but anyway let's get back to the party um so what other crazy things did you notice about this movie this time when you watched it crazy we just on a, again i know i don't want to go long but we have to since we're bringing up these things we forgot to mention that one guy that was in the body cast in part one <laughs> it's the dude two. from robocop a part two part two the yeah. dude from robocop and like uh um the blob remake not the guy that got hit by the car and got splattered yeah yeah that's him that's him yeah oh my god <laughs> Hey, Rock, you mind setting up a cast? <laughs> wow. That, I'm never thinking that the same way again. Yeah. Huh. That's usually a criticism. I'm surprised he didn't bring that up because he's good like that. Yeah, yeah. He is good at that. Remember, he did that in Plain Strange review. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of times. <laughs> yeah, a couple of times. I was like, dude, yeah. how do you know all this? Like, yeah, shut up. Just get through this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this movie's long enough. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so... So now Rocky is primed and ready. He never spoke of any kind of idea he's going to have going into this fight with Apollo. This was just going to be a straight fight. So we start this off, and I remember as a kid, I tried to count how many shots Clubber got in in that first round, and none of them were really solid. They were all like weird, like grabbing type. Yep. And maybe maybe hitting him while he was holding him kind of he thing. Caught, he caught him flush like one time in the first round. One time, right. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, Rocky just came out like exactly what you would expect him to. And Clubber was not ready for it. Then isn't it by the second round, Rocky starts letting Clubber fucking punch the shit out of him. Uh, sometimes blocking it, sometimes not. Well, yeah, in the, in the, the second move, right? In the second round, Rocky's still doing his thing, and then it cuts to Clubber's trainer, and Clubber's trainer goes, "Kill him, kill him!" And Clubber pushes Rocky back into the corner, and then just starts unloading on him. Bazookas, man. I just get this is what I always call the Rockies a point like where he lets his opponent go to town on him. Yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better term, to to tire themselves out so that he could go in for the win. And it seems like he does that a, a little <laughs> bit like definitely in this one and it and it comes into play in part four as well a little bit. A little bit. This is the best example of that because Clubber, like like we said earlier, with every punch he throws, he's throwing it like it's the last punch of the fight. Everything he yeah. has. So he gets tired and Rocky finally wears him down because Clubber punches himself out. And then that's when Rocky goes on his spree and eventually knocks him out. Yeah. And in the last 30 seconds or so of the second round, we get to this... You ain't so bad. He's like touching the top of his head. And that's when Rocky <laughs> finally starts to put his gloves up. Like, oh, I can actually block punches if I do this. I never knew this. I don't have to use my face. 10 years right. of my career. <laughs> and I love, I love the moment. I love the moment where like everyone's watching this like, oh, God, it's the same thing as last time. Like, that is so amazing. That moment where – because – Watching when you're, sometimes when you're watching a movie, it's just a movie. But when you're watching people watch it as if it's reality, it really it makes you go, "Oh yeah, this is happening, and it's real," you know, in this world. And and other people are seeing it too. Wow, look at what Adrian and Paulie think of it, and and look at what this guy and what Apollo thinks of it. He's like, "What the hell are you doing?" You know. And also he goes, I know what I'm doing. He goes, and then he gets to the weirdest line. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, I know what I'm doing. He goes, don't tell me what you think. Do it. He goes, Rocky never said, I think I know what I'm doing. Right. 
And he and he goes, don't tell me what you think. Go out there and do it, Rock. Out of the tiger. <laughs> right. He goes, I never said think. I said I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so that always <laughs> stuck out to me, and I always hated that to this day. I don't know why he said, don't tell me what you think. Do it. Um, he should have just said, we never talked about he could hit you 50 times, and you're just going to let him do it. We never talked about this the whole time in L.A. We never talked about it in the plane ride back or in the locker room to say, what are you doing? <laughs> there is the there is the scene when Apollo and Tony, the other trainer, are watching the, the film of, of uh, Clubber. And Apollo says to Tony, I feel with the pace we got to set rock. We got about seven or eight rounds. Then we then we'll be then we'll be out of sting, man. Meaning, like, Rocky can give you all he's got for seven or eight rounds, and then that's it. Right. Then we get to this big ending where he, he hits him a couple more times, I think. And then we get to this whole thing where Clubber is now, he's swinging, he's ducking. He, and even before, he goes, I am breathing heavy. Like, he gave up his, he gave away his whole strategy. But Clubber's so <laughs> stupid, he doesn't even go, oh, shit. Maybe I should stop doing that. No, he just continues to do the same thing. I think yeah. that's, again, that's for the audience, too, because oh yeah, these movies, you know, sometimes they, they just have to spoon feed <laughs> for middle America, even though I'm Canadian. So middle, well, I'll say middle Canada, too, so I don't feel like I'm being a prick. But, again, another thing that I just noticed is a bunch of there, everybody on the Rockies team, so Apollo's there, he's wearing a shirt that says Rocky, Duke's there, he's wearing a shirt that says Rocky on it, all red. Polly turns around, his shirt says Polly. <laughs> really? I, I don't know if I've ever noticed that. His shirt says Polly. <laughs> so stupid. I'm like, what a dick. <laughs> it's all about him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've wow. never noticed that before either. It just happened. I'm like, what? And I was rewinded it while you guys were talking. I'm like, yep. Yeah, real supportive, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I was just going to say, this is when, at the impressionable age, when you're when I was young, see this on the big screen. Oh. It just resonated, man, and I, I it, it was like magic. And so it brings me back to childhood each and every time I see it. I, I can't help it. Oh, you can't help it. And so you can't separate it. Like, is, is this the most cinematic, the best movie ever made? Absolutely not. But is it a fantastic Rocky movie? Absolutely. Yes. You, the one other thing that we never talk about is typically when they're filming these boxing movies or boxing sequences you can see the cameras that are actually shooting some of the footage that we're actually going to be that are, it's cut into the movie like I'm, I just freeze framed on another one it's the start of the fight they're going toe to toe and you can see a, a camera guy coming in with a focus puller into the shot and those would be the close ups of the same fight that we're watching but they just blended in as if so they're breaking the fourth wall left right and center but they just made it part of the thing is if you're what like they're filming for broadcast or for whatever wow i never they're, noticed they're that. film cameras so it's it's, it's 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 interesting but i love it i it's so magical that this is what like this and four are really why i well, jump to them like we said earlier in another episode that these are the ones i go to because they're easy watches you need that shot yeah the easy watch shot yeah you pop that in, you get Eye of the Tiger, so you get that iconic, they're trimming the fat a little bit, which I'm okay with, because I have AD, ADHD in a sense of self-diagnosed. And we got the fat twice. Yeah. We got it. We, you know, we chewed the fat both times, we liked it, but sometimes he just, what a... And let's talk about the choreography real quick. So, how about the part where they're fighting and they're, like, gliding with each other across the ring, like... The, remember, you know that weird moment where they're going, they're going from left to right, but the oh, way yeah. they're, they're yeah. punching, but they're gliding yeah. perfectly with each other. What did, what kind of footwork did it take to accomplish that shot? Like, I always admired that. I was like, wow, it's so weird. They're like, the both of them are just like moving across the entire ring while they're throwing punches. It's amazing, and um, they're doing that. Like, you're gonna get tired. After take, after take, after take, like that—that's not faking it. Like you're faking the punches, more or less. I mean, they—they've caught each other every now and then, as we well know. But I mean, the reality is, like, yes, this is acting, but they still have to go through this physical routine. Um, but that's why I think they—they they focus so much on the the training with uh, Apollo Creed and the dancing feet, because Rocky was never this athletic. He was right. lumbering. He came in, goom, 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 and then and, and threw his punches. Now he's 
like we said, we said it earlier, he's lean. We just said it again, he's lean, but he's more athletic now too. So it's great. Like that footwork is fantastic. Yep. Yep. And and this time, if, uh, the one last thing we could say about this, they mirrored the him and Apollo falling down at the same time. But in this one, he punches and does not fall, and and Clubber does. They shot it almost the same way. Yep. They shot it the same way to show that this time only one's going down. So that was a ni- nice nod to big fans of you know, part two. Uh, yeah, so that was Rocky three. Uh, man, so how do you guys rate Rocky three? How many? Oh boy. How many Mohawks? <laughs> how many Mohawks? How many sterno bums are in the alley? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, how, what are you giving this out of five? It's a five out of five. I mean, all these movies, well, not all of them. Most of them are different variations of perfection to me. Right. This isn't my favorite, but it's still a five out of five. Not even a question. Right. Christian? I'm with you. I mean, I, I, I can't distinguish between them because, again, like I said, I if I have to pop one on, it's going to be this or four. And not to any discredit to the two that I just gave five to that I'll watch no. as well. It's, it's just iconic fun from start to finish so yeah five i give him five i again i don't know how you could have done better i don't know what would have what should be added i don't know anything i think this is just perfect the way it is it it captured an amazing moment in time that we still talk about to this day there's people who cannot stop with the 80s and this exemplified this is like if, if somebody had to like have examples of decades, this would this movie is on that shelf. You know, it's it's there, yeah. it's incredible, and it's something that has entertained us and has never faltered in that in all of these years. So, uh, and we're talking like thirty-five or more, forty years, or whatever. So, yeah, that was Rocky Three. So, tune in next week as we head over to Russia and fight the Cold War against Ivan Drago. We'll see you then. Ah. Yasibya! Yasibya! <laughs> <laughs>